95% of things on the internet are made up, Brendan. I refuse. I refuse. Many do. And many, many also refuse with you. <laughs> That's a <laughs> goddamn problem. Yeah, I mean... Today, we will be discussing trauma, sexual violence, sexual assault, and a whole bunch of things that you might choose not to listen to if that is not where your head is at today. So be warned as you go in that some difficult things will be the subject of today's episode. Take care of yourself in whatever way you need to do so. Hello, everybody. I'm Brendan. And I'm Marissa. And welcome to Dear Queers, the show where we answer all of your queer queries. Yes. Uh, Today is one of everyone's favorite kind of episodes. We have a guest. It's not just me and Brendan talking at you for 35 to 40 minutes. Um, They do love that, hopefully. uh, Maybe not. (laughs) You know, let's not ask any more in-depth questions about it, because I don't know if I really want to answer to it. Um, yeah, fair. We will assume they love all of them equally, but I have had lots of people tell me that they always find our interviews illuminating and engaging and interesting. So if you are one of those people, you are in luck today. Mm-hmm. So we will mostly let her introduce herself, but today, just like a little sneak preview, we have the trauma queen uh Jaminika Eborn with us today she is fantastic if you don't know about her you will after you listen to this episode but we would love for her to tell you a little bit about herself hey y'all um yeah so like they said I am Jaminika Eborn also known as the trauma queen or as my friends say that girl um it depends (laughs) on what's happening you know it's tricky Um, I always say that I am a child of trauma and I like to preface this with like, I'm going to say a hard thing. So let's just take a breath. Um, I say I'm a child of trauma because my mother was murdered in front of me when I was one. So those are the beginnings of the things I was raised by my grandparents who were always amazing. I was an early reader and I've been trying to change the language of I was nosy that instead I like to say now I just wanted to be informed. Um, So I was a child that wanted to be informed (laughs) of things. Um, And so I was a big reader, a big learner. Um, and career wise, I wanted to be a teacher, which kind of not yes happening. Um, and I also wanted to help women that were also harmed like my mother was. And so I went to school for criminal justice. When I got there, I was like, Ooh, don't love this. Also your burnout rate. My third year I was raped. And I like to preface that I was raped instead of saying sexually assaulted because sexual assault is the umbrella. Um, And so I was raped my third year. And I also like to say, like, I wasn't out partying. I wasn't doing things and normalizing. Like I was at home sleeping in my bed and people are like, oh, that's, I'm like, everything is not like law and order SVU. We're not all walking down alleys and things. Um, And I, my background is mental health. I got into mental health at 21. I'm a a blessed 34. 
at this point, um, around 28, I decided I was burned out and I wanted to do something that was ever evolving and fun. And I was like, sex, my grandmother, who I call my mom, she was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, well, I don't know yet. And then she said, I just have one question. Are you going to be selling your pussy? And I was like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's what I'm going to do, but I'll get back to you. Fun fact. I have not. Um, I mean, fun, maybe, um, but I figured out that I could combine my love of wanting to help people with sex and my mental health background. And people were talking about trauma, but not in a way that felt good for me. It felt like a lot of people were talking at people and not talking to people. So I've created this magical, fun career where I teach, I speak. I now am a co-owner of a training company for intimacy coordinators And I have a nonprofit called Tending the Garden for those that have been marginalized sexual assault survivors. And I think that's all the things, probably not, but that's the things I can remember. Not that many or anything like that. Not not a lot. Go ahead, Brendan. Well, I just say, normally, like, when we have people on, they're, like, hesitant to, like, give us the story. So that was great because I feel like we got the whole story. Not the whole story, but, like, basically all the things that kind of led you to, like, where you are today. We love it. And I have to say right off the bat, as Brendan said, I'm a therapist. I specialize in sex. And I think uh, I have like the utmost respect for folks who work, who do trauma work, but also integrate it with the sex side of things. Because I think for me, right, it's very, it's easy to go to like the fun bits and be like, right, let's talk about orgasm. Let's talk about like partnership. Let's talk about kink. Let's talk about all of that. It's not nearly as easy to be like, and let's talk about the the dark side of this. So I just really have, I guess that's so much respect that you're like, yeah, that's my jam. That's my thing. It is. I'm like, it's so fun. My friends are like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> well, someone has to do it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yes. And I think it is so fantastic that the person doing it is someone who is, it seems like legitimately enthused about it, right? You're not doing it because, at least from my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong, you're not doing it because no one else was like showing up. You're like, no, 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 I want to be in this space. Yeah, I just was like, oh, you're doing it this way and I don't love it. So literally I just create things that I've needed. That's everything I've ever created was like, yeah, you're doing this. And I don't believe in necessarily like reinventing the wheel. It's just like upgrading it. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about some of the things that you've noticed, like you do not think people are doing well in the trauma world? I think there's a lot of telling survivors what they need, right? I think there's a lot of go do this and then meditate. I'm like, do you want to go to a rage room? Like, is that what you need? Like, do you need to break shit and throw things? And they're like, maybe. People are like, you have to go to the spa. And I'm like, everyone can't afford that. I'm like, how about you just go outside and like touch the grass, right? Like how often do we just need to just go outside? So I like to kind of ask folks what they need and then direct them. And so people are always trying to make me a coach. Fun fact, hate the word coach. I'm sorry if y'all are coaches. It's not my jam. Um, not at all. <laughs> I, I, for me, I like to say that I'm a companion, right? Like, again, like I'm walking beside someone, like, I'm like, tell me what you've already tried versus like, do all these things or like, I've done that, hate it. But like, tell me what you've done. Let me meet you where you're at. And let's figure this shit out together versus me being like, go down this door, go down this hall. So I I feel like a lot of people do that. Um, And I also feel like people 
make everything so sad. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's shitty. And they're like, it was shitty. Thank you for just say, like addressing the thing. And I also believe like laughter can be involved, right? Like it doesn't have to be sad again. Like you're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to have sex again, like normalizing that. Like people are like, oh, like you're kinky? Hell yeah, I'm still human. Like I still have a beautiful vagina that works. Like that doesn't mean I don't want to do the things. Maybe we just do things differently. So for me, again, like I like to talk to people instead of talking at them because it just makes me think of all the schooling we've done. People just talk at us and tell us the things. I'm a lifetime student. I'm back in school again. And I'm like, my teachers are getting on my nerves. Stop talking at me. I've also been in school forever, ma'am. Like, for me, those are the things that make me different. And also because I am a survivor, right? Like, I get the things. I get that it's not all happy every day. I get that every day is different. Even some days I wake up and I'm like, it's not it. Like, this is, I'm having a bath at 7 a.m. Or a midnight bath, which is my new jam. A midnight bath with candles. I wish I had a larger tub to be able to do that. In. I hope I wish uh, that for your future. Uh, it will not happen because what you don't it know about Brendan yeah. is that he's six foot five. Oh, yeah. So six, he's, six. Oh, I'm actually. sorry, six six. He's six six. So he's not getting a bigger tub. <laughs> yeah, but okay, we'll find a jacuzzi uh, for you. Some, mm. yeah, something, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, was, I like I love what you're saying about it's it's so individualized i think on on every aspect of it and like right like trying to like talk at someone or tell someone like this is like how you need to feel and react to the situation just doesn't make sense across the board and like trying to attack it from more of like a a conversational standpoint and like you know let's go move through this together it just makes so much more sense i think yeah i mean a lot of times people already feel so othered and then if you're like othered and then you're like here's the one way people are like but i don't fit this one way and then they get in their heads of like well clearly i can't be healed clearly i can't find the things that i need because that's not how shit works like none of us out of the three of us here if someone gave us a lesson plan right now we would all do the work differently mm-hmm. so why present clients the same way I love that. And that also makes me think about something that I feel like is gets overlooked very easily when we're talking about trauma is how people love to treat trauma survivors like they are fragile. And I think that that is just such like a gross instinct that we have because right, all it does is send the message that like, yeah, you're easily broken. And like we have to put these little like kid gloves on you because like you you can't handle difficult things. You can't like healing. That's not for you. Absolutely. And also we all have trauma. It's just different variances, right? And people are like, I've never had trauma. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> were you alive in 2020? You know, this whole pandemic, that's trauma. Look, welcome. We're already here. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's just different variances, types of trauma. Another question that I have kind of like deviating a little bit from what we were talking about before, you know, we're, so we're talking a little bit about like what what people fuck up when it comes to trauma, right? And how you are like forging a different path. I also feel like in my experience, I, so like I said, I'm more kind of like the fun sex route, but I certainly have dabbled in like the trauma spaces on my journey here. And I feel like they are often overwhelmingly very white spaces. So I'm curious uh, what that experience has been like for you as a woman of color to, to have to navigate all that. They are in fact, extremely white. 
Um, I mean, that is part of the reason I stopped working in mental health facilities because of seeing clients that look like me, whether that them being queer, whether them being black or brown or just not white women, right? Like even masculine folks are treated differently. It was really shitty and hard for me. And that is, that was actually one of the last straws that I worked at an intense facility in Malibu, California. And they were like, oh, what can we do better? I helped, like I facilitated bringing someone in because clearly they didn't know anyone. They were like, we don't know. I was like, so you don't know non-binary people, no black people, no brown people. You only know white women. What? Like, do you not go outside? And so for me, it was frustrating, but I also was excited that I could be there for people to do the things. But that's also why I created Tending the Garden, to create a space where people could just show up and not have to constantly teach people how to hold space for them. Because I find that happens a lot when you only know how to show up for people that look like you. You're constantly like questioning, like, so tell me about being queer. And they're like, what? Tell me about being black. It's hard. Now, next, like, what do you like? It's really hard. And also it takes away from people getting the support that they need because now they've become a a free teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I also wanted to like give you such kudos. Not that you like need my kudos, but when I was looking at your website, like the rates that you have that you charge for what you do, like you are asking for the money that you deserve. And I think I like wish that we had more of a expectation that like people's expertise does not come for free. It's stressful though, right? Like all of us know money is stressful and no matter who you are, unless you're a basic heterosexual white man, predominantly, yes, I'm stereotyping. You're like, I deserve everything. But then everyone else is like, I mean, I do, I, I do have bills. I should ask for this, but like, we all need to stop saying, but and being like, I've been in school. I know things. I have life experience. Like we do deserve money. Also money is made up and it's ridiculous, but, (laughs) but but right. Like if we, as unfortunate as it is that we live in this like garbage capitalist society, like we do live in it and our like shit does not come for free. Yeah. A thousand percent. So it, it, it is, it's still nerve wracking. And every time someone's like, I do want to work with you and I go, okay, cool. So here's how I work with people. So I have support groups that I do every Friday, which is like $25. And so if you're like, I don't know what I need, I'm like, start here. And then you can do it with other people. Cause again, that othering thing. And then if you want intense, you're probably going to cry every time we meet for three months, but we will work through the things you're going to pay for it. But also you have me on tech support. Like if you need text help, like I'm losing my shit. I'm like, let's talk through it. So it's not, and I also find like, it's not just like a, here's one hour of my time. It's like, we're in this together. So I also only work with so many people at a time because I've learned burnout is real. And if I can't show up, what's the point? We're all wasting our time and money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just like resounding agreement with everything you just said. I think that that is, I really love hearing that you also like are in a place where you can do that. Right. I would imagine that like probably like earlier on in your career, you might not have had, like, if you just like showed up out of nowhere and you were like, hello here, I would like to charge this much amount of money and only see like a handful of people. Like that is 
like so impressive that you have like established yourself enough to be able to ask for what you deserve, even though I guess that's a pretty fucked up thing that you have to establish yourself enough to ask for what you deserve. Right? It's all a cycle yeah. of capitalism. So. We just get back to it like, damn, we're mm -hmm. back here again. Yeah, yeah. it's a circle. Mm -hmm. Always sucked back into it, no matter how hard you try and escape. Should we jump into some questions? Sure, I love questions. Dear Queers, a friend recently disclosed to me that they are a survivor of sexual assault. I was initially shocked and unsure how to react to this news. What is the best way for me to continue being supportive and a good friend? From Support Cohort. Oh, okay. I like Support Cohort. Um, I think the easiest thing that I always tell people is do your own research. Like, don't put it on the survivor. Every area has like, I'm not gonna, let me take that back. Cause I don't know where you live. You might be in the backwoods of what the fuck, but <laughs> go to the city next door to that. Um, and most places have like, um, a Planned Parenthood, some type of rape crisis center and or good, your good girlfriend, Google, she's free. Always use her start doing research of like what a survivor might look like, like what might be coming up for them. How can you show up? Also, if you have your own things, also figure out how to get your own support. Cause people like to just jump in. We're all helpers. Cause no one wants to deal with their own shit. So we can help everyone else, but ourselves. Right. What? And no. Surprise. Surprise. But also like get your own help, get your own support support group, if it's a therapist or whatever, but doing your own research and then asking them, like, you know, acknowledging, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm sure it was really hard. Thank you for trusting me withholding that space for you. Do you know how you would like to be supported right now? And if they're like, I don't need anything right now, that's also fine. Cause some people will say that easy response. Okay. Well, I just want you to know that when you are ready, that I'm still here right? Because it still allows them to know that they're not alone. And when things might go awry, they can be like, I know who I can call. I can call my friend. Um, and then yeah, Google, Google how to support a survivor, go to a class. I'm going to record a class because doing it live sometimes is tricky. Like find someone that does the thing that works in trauma, trauma support, but there's things out there. Don't just jump in because you might cause more harm by trying to be so helpful. And being like, here's what you should do. Okay, you should meditate and then run a mile and then eat this food. Like, what the fuck? Maybe they're allergic. Now you didn't fuck them up. But ask them, right? Like, that's the easiest thing. And people forget, like, you can just ask people what they need. And if they don't know, then you offer things and you kind of just let it play out. Yeah, I think something that I think is such an important part of, like, doing this work, right. Is like the emphasis on agency, right. Like with any sort of like trauma, typically like what compounds the trauma and is like part of why trauma is trauma is because you typically didn't have any say over what happened to you. Right. Like this is nothing you yeah. had any choice involved in. And so like to be able to then reclaim some of that agency as a survivor, right. By someone being like, what do you want? Like, tell me you get to decide, yeah. I think is so important. Right. That's why I'm always telling people like, stop telling people what the fuck to do. Like we literally have just gone through, or maybe they've gone through someone doing aggressiveness to them, harming them in some way. And then, like you said, not being able to do whatever they needed in that moment, like, or maybe they did do whatever they needed in that moment to just be in it. Like, maybe that's the safest thing they could have done is to just mm -hmm. let it happen. 
right? And people normalizing that, and I'm kind of going off tangent, but like normalizing, like, well, you didn't fight back. Like, you don't know if that was the safest thing they could have done because someone had a knife to their throat. So it does vary, but like ask Mm -hmm. people, stop fucking telling everyone everything. Stop watching all the law and orders and being like, guess what guys, (laughs) just like I watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm a doctor now. Like, hold on, mug and everything. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. TV shows do not count as research. They don't. They don't. They do not as much as we think. One thing I would also like to add just from like personal experience of what you should not do when a friend discloses a sexual um, trauma to you is like, maybe don't ask them for details about what happened. It's not I cool. say avoid the W's, the who, what, when, where's, and why's. Mm. For what? Like, how does that help me? How, as a survivor, you questioning me, thank you for now possibly re-triggering me. And now I'm spinning and now what? Now we're just looking at each other looking, looking lost, <laughs> right? Like if I give it to you or whoever you are, if you decide to give the information, then give the information. Like you, and throw my phone. You don't have to give any information to anyone that you do not want to give it to. It's got to be in your own time, in your own way. All right, second question. Dear queers, I'm a queer survivor of sexual violence, and I feel like there isn't any space for me in the discourse around trauma. Am I missing something? Where do I fit in? From Soul Survivor. Mm, soul Survivor. How are you spelling soul? Like the like your spirit or like single? <laughs> I think I think How we've got an S O L E as in like alone. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't enough discourse around that, right? Like everyone focuses on trauma being very hetero. Like it's only a man. A woman, a penis, and a vagina. Like, inaccurate, right? Like, anyone can cause harm. Any age can cause harm. My first job, this is why my friends questioned me. My first job as I was doing things, I worked with juvenile sex offenders for two years. My friends are like, mm-hmm. you don't go do something else. And I'm like, why? This is, this is, this is the jam. But like, any age, right? Like, unless you're like an infant, all you're gonna do is cry. But like, can be harmed and can cause harm. And so there isn't enough conversations around same sex or, you know, non-binary folks or trans folks because they can cause a lot of harm and can be harmed. That is one of the goals in creating, again, I'm going to keep saying this, like one of the goals in creating Tending the Garden is focusing spaces around folks that aren't acknowledged. Um, And anything that we do, the teachers look like those we're supporting. So if I'm having a class or we have a class coming up in October um, and it is for non-white, non-cis-hetero folks. And so it's like, oh, okay, I am not white. Okay, I'm already in. I am not heterosexual. I'm in, right? Like those spaces don't exist, which I don't understand because so many humans exist in these spaces. Um, So yeah, for this human, I'm sorry that they haven't been created. And oftentimes... When they are created, they're created by people that are just trying to profit off of individuals, which we get back to other forms of harm and also like teaching people how to help you. Cause they'll be like, yeah, so I read this document once and I'd like to read it to you. You're like, so you don't think about the community. You don't know anything about the population that you're supposed to be serving. So it's coming, they're out there. 
it's happening and it's sad right i would also say they do exist on instagram i feel like there's a lot of discourse on instagram and also on twitter like twitter is back i don't know for me i was like i'm so old for twitter and then i was like i'm back i'm back guys what are we doing so it's it does exist use the hashtags People do utilize them and they can be really helpful with finding your community. That's good to know. Cause like, right. Like social media has changed the game in so many ways. So like the fact that like, even with this, it provides, you know, access to different people that maybe wouldn't have been accessible before. Um, yeah. Oh, it's um, like, we don't know they exist until we know they exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, I mean, that makes so much sense to me. I feel like one of the good things about social media, obviously there's like lots of evils, but one of the good things, right, is it does like foster this community in particular between people who otherwise might not have uh, made a connection in real life, right? Like, especially for folks like who have like geographically separated from other folks. Like if you're like a queer kid in like rural bumfuck nowhere, like you certainly probably don't know anyone else who's gone through shit like that. But like people on the internet have everyone's on the internet the good people and the people that you're like i need you to fall off a cliff um those people also exist yeah it's like you have to unfortunately deal with that side as well which but there's 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 things out there people are building them people are creating them and you know i hate saying like be patient because you don't you shouldn't have to be patient but do some more digging, do some more searching. Like people are creating these beautiful conversations and creating communities. Like one of the things we're, we're working on is creating community for folks. Um, we're gonna have like chat rooms for folks that are gonna be moderated and support groups that'll be low cost, like that I'm already doing, but it'll be more specified through Ten in the Garden. So they're coming and I hate that I'm like, I can't find this anywhere. So I, got, I who's I'm, I've been waiting for people to create things and I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. It's fine. Like someone, someone's got to do it. Yeah, but that's that's absolutely fucking incredible that you like are creating those spaces because I mean, of course, you're right. Like they don't exist in nearly the quantity that they should. It is so hard to find resources right for for queer folk, for non cis folk, for folks of color. Like that is just like so few things are oriented towards folks with any kind of marginalized identity, and that that is really heartening to hear that like that is becoming less and less the case yeah i mean it is and then there's like we said there's the people that are like i don't understand what's an nb why do they need help uh of course you were assaulted you're gay like what and what like who raised you is my option yeah. who raised you where'd you come from go back uh, I am like a very devoted reader of all of Slate's advice columns. I don't know if either of you like ever find yourself on Slate reading their advice columns, but I want to say, I think it was maybe Dear Prudence this past week, someone wrote in and was like, my son is like, my adult son is gay. And I recently witnessed like, uh, like he and his boyfriend like got into this fight and they were like punching each other. Is that like, my husband thinks it's like, that's just them being boys. But I think maybe like that was like not okay. Should we say something? And the advice comments was like, yes, you should say something just because they are of the same sex does not mean that that is not intimate partner violence. Like it is wild what some people 
do not understand. It's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. And there's a lot of people and it's not even people like, well, they're older. And I'm like, no, not an excuse. You've been reading longer than I have. That's what you're telling me. Right. (laughs) So you should know how to read. Um, But it's not an excuse. Right. Like there's people of all ages that are like, this is awful. But it's a lot of unlearning where we've come from. I always say that things start at home. Right. Like our core values start at home. But we don't have to keep them. Fun fact, you're allowed to be like, that is so not for me. Like, I'm going to learn things that feel good for me because one, I date everyone or I date just men. I date just like whatever, because normally that's not how we're raised or we haven't been typically. So there's a lot of unlearning and relearning in ways that work for you. And that's okay. You're allowed. I find it interesting. Yeah. Because like I've come across, yeah, even people like in my family who have a hard time wrapping their heads around just anything kind of new in general. And I found like queer people and all my queer friends, because I think we have to do so much unlearning to come to terms with like your identity in itself. It kind of primes you to be able to do that just a little bit better. I think than people who've never really had to attempt to do that. So, yeah. And it's also sad because then you get like your, 60 year olds they're like i'm actually a lesbian and they're like i missed out on like relationships maybe i could have had because now i feel like i have the permission to do it and it's like damn that sucks i feel sad for you but you know you could still go out there and do all the things you want to do now but it, it is a lot it is a lot for sure i guess i would say in general so something that seems to like very much be something that is important based on like what I've looked at of your work, Jimnika, is like resource access, something that seems to be like super like, just just like a, like something that you think is, people do not typically have enough access to. So is there any, any other resources other than the fantastic ones that you yourself have created that you maybe want to just like point out that people should be aware of when it comes to all these things we're talking about today that people might that are a little more off the beaten path? Mm, Nothing comes to mind, but I will give you resources to put in your info. (laughs) Oh, we love it. Um, Definitely do that. I'm a trained social worker, so all I ever want is resources to give to people. Yeah, I I have lists not on me, but they're in Google Drives. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for sure. I will definitely give y'all some resources to give out to folks and even like some direct folks that they can follow. Because I think once you find the resources, other people are already there and you're like, oh, so you're looking for this too. That means you have similar things to me. And that's how community building works. Um, Again, doing like research on support groups, I think has been really big. Like we have, we do a support group and we is me, uh, me and my co-teacher, we do a support group and it's for non-binaries non-binary folks, femme, it's predominantly like women focused. And we have people out of the country. Like, I'm like, how the hell did you find me in the UK or Australia? And they're like, we don't have anyone else to talk to. Like continuously creating that. And there's other groups that I I found recently that are also doing that. So I'll send that to y'all also for folks to be able to tap into. And there's something about having a space where you don't have to be like, oh my God, is this person going to tell my family? Or is this person going to tell my people? You're like, you don't know me. And every group that I start, I'm like, welcome. You are now in a group with other stranger bitches. And they're like, yeah, we don't know anyone here. And I'm like, and that's okay. Because at the end, 
about 90% of the group has cried together and that's their bonding experience. And they're like, okay, see you next week. I'll miss you. Like after, after 90 minutes, they're like, I just missed you. And I'm like, go to discord, talk to each other. Like those things exist because they need to. Yeah. That's, I love that. That also sounds, it sounds like it's like the, like group trauma therapy version of like summer camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, not as fun. There's no fun snacks, but um, <laughs> unless you bring your own, but yeah. Just like in the sense, right. You're like showing up and like, you don't know anyone. And by the end you've got lifelong friends. Yeah. It's kind of really beautiful. And I say that everything I get to do is a privilege, like for people to like show up and be like, this is going to be good. And they keep coming back. Like I've had people that have come to group for two years and I'm like, wow. all right, well doing something right. <laughs> like, like, okay, I'm down. If you're down, I'm down. Let's keep doing it. But yeah, I think finding support groups, because then you start to not feel as othered, even if you are in the backwoods of wherever the fuck, you'll mm-hmm. at least have something to look forward to where you know you can come and say the thing and no one's going to question you. Yeah, 100%. Right. And then you like have that freedom and that space to really say what you want to say. Yeah. Um, I guess, is there anything else you want to share that you're working on or if people want to find more things about you have you know sign up for these workshops how can they um access that trauma queen dot love yes it is dot love not dot com um and that's where i put everything um if you okay fun fact if you like professional wrestling as i do i'm in love <laughs> with it um people are always like wait what i'm like yeah it's true I'm going to New York next week to go see some shows. Don't worry about it. But um, follow me on Twitter for your wrestling hot takes. Um, but if you just want like trauma things and me not yelling about how they're treating Sasha Banks, um, then follow me on Instagram. Um, and then also tendingthegarden.for, like the number, dot SAS. Um, we are going to be promoting the next events. We're going to be promoting our board soon and like who has helped me create this beautiful thing. And that's where everything lives. Um, I think the things that I love the most is that it's not about me, right? Like the work I do, people are like, oh my God, you're doing, I'm like, I have a therapist. That's where I, she gets all my, my nonsense. But like everything I create is because I've seen someone asking for it. I've seen someone being like, well, why doesn't this exist? And someone's like, yeah, someone should create. And I'm like, yeah, they should. And I'm like, who's who's doing it? You're not going to, no one's doing it. Okay. We're just, we're just going to wait here and stare at each other. I'll do it. Fine. Now, (laughs) this is also why I have therapy. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing the work, right? Because it is very easy to be the person being like, this should exist. And it's a hell of a lot harder to be like, okay, I will be the one to go make this exist. Like the bystander effect, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely the bystander effect. Everyone's like, yes, we all need help and support. I (sighs) someone, Someone will hopefully do it someday. Or I'll just be sad here. And we don't have to be sad, right? Like you can also figure out what works for you. Like you don't have to follow like the tense every magazine. And I'm guilty, I've been in them. 10 steps on how do you get through this sadness or your trauma? I feel like, I don't know why I go to that tone, but that's how I read it. Like, how do you need help today? 
And it's like, uh, I need someone to help me pay my bills. And you're like, that's what we're talking about. Like, but like figuring out what works for you, like reading all these things, like reading the nap ministry. Like I love the nap ministry, but sometimes I'm like, this doesn't apply to me. Like this doesn't feel connected for me or seeing like therapists online. Cool. Also remember anyone can create an Instagram account. Check who these people are, right? Like people during the pandemic, everyone is a goddamn coach. Everyone is a healer. And I'm like, okay, where did you learn this? The school of Google? Okay. (laughs) You're harming people. (laughs) I've definitely found myself getting sucked into like dating advice, Instagram accounts, like TikToks. And, oh, and, fucking TikTok. That's where they are right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like, because I, I liked like a couple maybe. And then all of a sudden it's like, just They're like, all that solicited you. advice. We heard you like this and you'll yeah. absorb it. We'll tell you everything. Yeah. Now, is helpful things there? Yes. But also there's a lot of harm out there. There's a lot of predators out there in regular in-person life on the interwebs. I always say if you like, oh, this person I feel connected to. The same way you found them, the same way you can do research to see what kind of person this is. Because that's really important. I've been like, oh my God, you're a man. Nope. <laughs> Backtrack. Absolutely not. Not for me. Saw what you did. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's also okay. Yeah. But it's so, so easy to like, just be like, oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Like, thank you. I don't know where you learned that or what the, the research is behind that, but I needed it. So... <laughs> That is definitely a good caveat. It's wild that, like, not everything on the internet is true, apparently. Oh, so surprising. Excuse me? Did you me? know? I know. I know. Well, like, 95% of things on the internet are made up, Brendan. I refuse. I refuse. Many do. And many many also refuse with you. <laughs> That's a <laughs> goddamn problem. Yeah. I mean. Just check your resources, y'all. It's it'll be better for you and everyone that you keep forwarding these screenshots to. Yes, yes, I think that is so important to remember and also write that like just because shit is out there also like even if the person pushing it is legit, it doesn't mean the source is like I'm pretty sure like with love languages like Mm. I think some person just like like the person who created that just like made that up like i'm pretty it's not like it's not rooted in like any sort of like evidence-based study it's just like here's how i think people feel about love like nah i've seen them expanded there is a book i can't i don't know i'm so sorry ann um i'll send it to you like she has expanded it and been like cool thanks white guy um let's talk more in depth um i'm a trained sex educator and i know these things and i've also done this stuff so there's always room for expansion, right? Like, again, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can see what's presented and be like, cool, cool, cool. Boop, boop, boop. We're going to add to this and like actually include other people and like what they go through and like what's realistic. And, you know, how do I involve my kink in this? Also, this feels like I, this is only for men and women and I sleep with everyone. So where are we at? What are we doing here? Right. It's like something clearly resonated initially but like let's take that to another level and make it more inclusive and expand it yeah expansion packs yes that is a fantastic note for us to close out on i think uh because we're not we're gonna we're not gonna get a cuter little soundbite than that 
<laughs> Thank you so much for everything, all the resources, all the knowledge. Yeah. Really appreciate it. We really appreciate you sharing your time with us. We know that like it is super fucking valuable. So thank you very much for agreeing to give some of it to us. I love it. Cause then there's people that have never heard of me and they're like, well, like we said, I needed to hear this today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. maybe they did. So I hope that they can click and be like, oh my God, there's resources that they helped me to get. And they're like, oh my God, these people are so cool. Cause they helped me get this thing. We're all winning. Uh, people get help when people can figure out how to help themselves i think we all win that was amazing i i i learned a ton i don't know about you yeah that was such a delight to get to talk to jiminyka she's brilliant and i thought that that was a pretty enjoyable way to spend an hour of my night agreed and i think now we're going to be going to a sex conference at some point Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah definitely (laughs) I love that they're honestly all the ones I really knew about are more kind of like academic from my Mm. field Um, but it sounds like she's got the hookup with ones that are just for fun yeah or yeah like some kind of convergence of the two which is like sounds ideal Mm -hmm. we'll just have to make sure you know, we have some good conversations before we go. Like, if you want to, like, get up on, like, a St. Andrew's cross or something, I will make sure I'm, like, not in the same room as you or something like that. What is that? <laughs> Should um, I know what that... Can I... Wait, can I guess what that is? Sure. Is that, like, um, like a sex cross, basically? Like, am I tied up and then, like, getting, like... Th- like whipped or something like sexually it's is that pretty much exactly that oh, okay cool that's yeah. yeah the fact that you don't know that gave me some good insight into what kind of porn you don't watch and it gave me some insight <laughs> into what kind of porn you might watch if you did watch porn <laughs> it's my job to know about these things brendan uh, okay we'll go with that yes mm-hmm. but yeah anyway so yeah uh we have a bunch of resources that Jiminyka so kindly shared with us that will be on our website dearqueers.gay that you can access there as well as also submit questions uh please yeah so yeah please continue submitting questions (laughs) um and you can go to our instagram dear.queers you can email us dearqueers.pod at gmail.com please give us a rating on itunes podcasts uh subscribe wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts from so that you don't miss anything. And if you refuse, we um, are going to have to bring our St. Andrew's cross (laughs) (laughs) over to your home. And we're going to um, tell your mother that you have it there or anyone in your life like like maybe your boss actually basically someone that you like would not want to know that you have just just to clarify really quickly are we talking about blackmail here for legal reasons i cannot confirm or deny understood so take that as you will but yeah so anyway yeah we will have basically evidence of that that we will be potentially forced to share with with 
someone that you don't want us to if you don't do any of those things that we so uh, gently requested of you. So and do that's it. that's that, really. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Yeah, very straightforward. But yeah. So with that, um, we'll bid you adieu. Um, sweet dreams or good morning or good afternoon or good witching hour Mm -hmm. um, whenever you're listening to this and we'll talk to you next time bye bye